I th- the way that I feel about the Growing Pains theme song is also the way that I feel about this is the rhythm of the night. Like I don't know the lyrics. I don't care to know them. I'm just gonna like approximate. Okay, I am now recording. Things are fine. Uh, <laughs> um, we hold your hand. Me. Oh, you know some word. I don't know. I don't know. Like I know this is the rhythm of the there's, night. There's there's definitely a holding of hands. I think rhythm of the night. There's a holding of hands. This is the rhythm of the night. Um. Yeah, as Mia, as as we mentioned in a previous episode, we are, alas, sunsetting Popper's J. Um, <laughs> My brain isn't working. Do you have any idea where I might have been going with that? I don't know. We're sunsetting. This the is our pod. penultimate episode. The pen ultimate. Oh, okay. I got got back to it. I love that for you. Penultimate app. Thanks. Thanks, girl. My plan is to put together like a top five or like a series of top five like favorite episodes. We could even do like Mia's top three, Caitlin's top three. Um, oh, I, love I that. wanted a to final, do like a final like awards for, for the, the pod. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I okay. also want to do like best throwback story, which is obviously going to be the Applebee's story. Like nothing will ever top it. <laughs> my favorite, I, I, I started like trying to think about favorite quotes from the pod too. And my, one that I think about because it's, it's funny and it's also like really smart. And I feel like it comes up in my life whenever I'm watching anything. It's when you said there's a haircut that defines every generation or like that traps us in time. There's a haircut in every generation that traps us in time. <laughs> we were talking about the um, the mm. single white female haircut like from yes. the early 90s, which appears in this movie that we're talking about tonight. Oh, yeah. no. It's also, no. it's also, um, oh, it's sorry. in a good sign. No. It's next actually, week, that's yes. That's what I was thinking about. But, it's actually, um, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> We should, we should, we should, we can expand upon that because actually we didn't even talk about the racial dimensions of that truth. Um, (gasps) and there were so many, like I was see, I saw a meme like a couple days ago, making fun of this girl's haircut on a show. I don't even watch on stars called BMF, which is, um, like a show about like drug dealers, I think like in the eighties. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's stylized to the 80s. And so they there was a girl character, a woman character who had her hair in that mushroom cut that was yes. popular with black women where like it was all just kind of like, you know, came it all came down, there's like a little bump at the bottom and the bangs kind of flow into the rest of the hair. Mm-hmm. You know, that look. I mean, white women, there are some women white women from the 70s that also had that haircut. I'm thinking yeah. about that chick from um, One Day at a Time, <laughs> whose name I can't remember right now. But anyway, <laughs> point being and then someone on social media was like, yo, that, hair, that haircut's busted. Like, not understanding, like, that that was actually, like, a, like the haircut. That was the look, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, in the <laughs> mid-'80s, it was like, that was it. So before Vanessa on, on, on The Cosby Show had her, like, you know, like, vampire haircut, 
that was like the fanned out. Yeah. The, yeah. the flyest shit ever. Oh my God. Her, I, thought, I thought it was the flyest shit ever. Anyway, <laughs> there were, there's a racialized dimension to the statement around there's a haircut that traps every generation. And this, these young Gen Zers don't fucking get it. So they just thought it was a they bad haircut. Know. And I was like, you don't know. You don't know. They don't know, but they will look back. <laughs> 10 20 years from now and then they will know like they will look back on their own oh my god it's changed i don't think hair is the thing that's gonna fuck us up now now it's makeup are you looking at these these makeup choices in 2023 and i'm like 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 adele adele at the grammys she has been doing this for a minute now and it took me a minute it took me a while to like get it from like wherever it was in my brain to the point where i'm sharing with you now because i'm thinking it for a minute look at it but these mid-90s makeup choices are like trying to par- it's, it's like trying to parody 90s makeup it's like 90s makeup on steroids like you know <laughs> what i mean it's just like it, it like it, like it looks clownish and it didn't look clownish the first time but here okay so what i will <laughs> offer as an observation to that is the first time we didn't have hd anything so everything was softened. Like images of people that we saw were totally softened. Whereas now they're like hyper HD and like not even real. So we're getting this like, uh, I'll, I'll send you actually a, um, a copy link address. I hope this works. I looked up a picture of her and it's like super, super, super HD. Sorry, the link is so crazy. But you know what I mean? Like you can see like every pore and like every line like in her lips, you know, whereas you know, you go back and watch like 90210 of that era and you it's know, beautiful, someone had, by the way. It's beautiful. This 90210 this, in that this era was photo? beautiful. Yeah, no. it was. 90210 glamour is a whole other like thing that we should talk about at some point. Yes. It's funny yes, though. Like, exactly. It looks ridiculous. Like this looks ridiculous. You're absolutely right. This is 90s though. Like especially the the brow, like not the brow, the um the the eyeshadow, like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's the color we're back, palette. We're back in a beautiful place. Bold makeup. I which I love as a concept. Me too. But it's getting like caricatured. It's just like ooh, cringe. Okay, I found a I found a worse photo. It's also I will say also like just to this is gonna sound weird, but um, if you if you have your makeup done for on camera, it looks insane in real life. Whenever I've I've had my makeup done to be on and and it's really weird. Like you can watch a TV show and the makeup will look like supernatural on camera. If you saw that person in, in real life, they would look insane. Like they would look clownish. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's probably a little bit playing a role here, but you're right. It's like, it is a lot. Yeah. I, I also feel like we weren't doing as much and maybe I'm just, I just don't know anything about like makeup history, but like we also weren't doing the most as we are now with like contouring. Cause now it's agreed, like agreed. contouring plus the nineties bold like colors. It's just too much. Well, it's like people are, are shape shifting like with makeup. it's true like like contour like some and there's tiktok videos and stuff like this right but you can watch someone contour and it's literally like a different person right people do that it's it's like Like some um, people contour their faces every day to like make their noses thinner Mm -hmm. like there's a version of me that could be could have gone could have made a decision five years ago to just contour my face every day and just convince the world that like my nose is a different nose but then that's, that's so fatiguing because then it's like fuck you can't there's, you there's there's no off days like you can't leave the house like right 
You can't leave right. the house then. I'm like, oh God. Do you remember? So like, I will say, and she looked awesome every day. Um, our dear friend, Diana from high school. I literally almost mentioned her in this context. Um, no, but that's, it was something that we were even aware of then. How like, she how dreamy like, it was. Full, <laughs> she would do full face of makeup, like full eye makeup every day. Yes. And it was the times where we, and I only saw her without makeup because like we were on the swim team. Right. So like sometimes the makeup would come off, but also like she would go in the pool with the makeup on, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think she took it off before. But anyway, yeah. But it was. Well, I just remember. Know, it was like a point of conversation. We were just like, isn't that like exhausting? And like, I guess when you do that every day, you can't ever not do it. Like, you just well, like, here's the thing. She did do it occasionally. I've seen her. I remember seeing her without makeup. And Diana is gorgeous. She is. And when you create a presentation that's so makeup forward as your default, like then suddenly your natural beauty, it like is like, it's like not enough. It's, 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 it's like, it's like, are you okay? Like I'm sure days where she right, was wearing makeup, exactly. people were like, are you sick? Like, are you okay? Right. Meanwhile, it's right. like, I'd love to wake up every day and look like Diana Trishan without makeup. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Diana Trishan. You are still a ravishing beauty. Congratulations. Out. What are we talking about today? I'm very excited. We are talking about um, a show. I mean, a, a TV. Show. I mean, a, a film. I'm so sorry. I'm already fucking it up. Talking about a film that <gasps> we have mentioned many, many, many times on this podcast. Waiting for this moment to give it proper treatment. Um, and uh, earlier tonight, earlier tonight. Um, a, a, a colleague of mine, uh, knowing that we were recording this episode, he said something that I thought was pretty poignant. He said, you know, whatever marketing scheme um, allowed Kale to take off in the 2000s, like that same person was behind karate taking yes! off in the 80s. Yes! <laughs> and I was like, yes! you're so right. Correct. Because after karate the Karate Kid, kid yeah. after Karate Kid one, two, maybe even three, I think there was we were we, there was, was a, three there the was one a, with Hillary. There was with a Hillary void. Swank? I think so. Maybe there, we, there must have been a void in the Hollywood machine for films based on karate, and so we were given a new offering. Do you want to tell the, the listeners what the new offering was? Sorry, busy no. background, being a bitch. That's okay. The offering was Three Ninjas, which did also turn into a franchise, but we don't really care about the sequels. We only care about the OG. For tonight, anyway. I don't think I've ever actually seen the sequels. Have you seen them? I think I tried to early on, like, you know, close to when they were released and then realized. Actually, no, I did see the sequels. I'm sorry, because one of them takes place in Japan. Oh, Interessante. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you watch the sequels because, um, I mean, we'll talk about it's about three brothers. We'll, we'll go into the synopsis in a bit. But your preferred brother is the only like common denominator in all the movies. Like he's the only actor that stayed the same. Everybody else was like replaced with other actors. It, they wow. pulled like Aunt Viv the second on, on the Three Ninjas <laughs> movies. They're like, nobody will notice. <laughs> Different well, actors. <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad about that um, because yeah, we we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We got, we'll get but to I, it. I have, I, I have a favorite. And so. Yeah. 
And I mean, your favorite is is the rightful favorite. Um, so I'm curious, like, bef- do you remember before rewatching this what you remembered about this movie? Like, just I, I don't know. Like, what what were you looking forward to? Like, yeah, tell um, me what you went into it with. I remember feeling the same way um, that I felt uh, when I started to develop romantical feelings for people in general. Um, And the first time after that, I had that awareness of the world where I was starting to see the world through the lens of attraction. And then I saw um, Never Ending Story. And so uh, the first time I the first time I see Never Ending Story after having romantical feelings of any kind for anyone, Atreyu becomes like my life force, my reason for being. Um, and so much in that same way, there's a character here, one of the brothers who brings up all of my Atreyu feelings, it's the middle child cult, AKA my husband, my original husband. Cause like, as you know, from last week, like Leo was my last husband, but, or my, meaning my last of, of, of my celebrity husbands, but cult, um, was, was, was in there in the middle. Cause MJ was my, one of my first. And so I fell in love with cult. And I, and I liked that, like, the, the movie was trying to play up the oldest son, because much like my love for Leo, I liked it being under the radar. Like, I liked it being like, well, no one's checking for cult. I'm checking for cult. Mm. So um, I remember that love. So that was something I knew I would, um, and I don't want to say feel again, because that's gross. I'm a 39-year-old woman. <laughs> but, like... But like I knew it was something I would be able to remember with nostalgia. No, but about it's my like childhood. it's weird. It's almost like uh, your your twelve year old self like comes alive like when you rewatch that stuff. Yeah, you know I, can, I, mean? I remember. Yeah, I remember. You remember how you felt, and yeah, exactly. So I remember that. Um, I remember the villains being like really fucking stupid, and the way that like villains are always really fucking stupid in these movies, um, <laughs> like stupid and annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember having like Home Alone elements of just like dumb yes. sabotage and like being like, man, these dudes are dumb. I remember being confused about how these three brothers were meant to portray uh, people with Asian ancestry. Exactly. Which I realized, <laughs> which I realized has a bunch of co- like complicated potentially politically incorrect dimensions about like why that was confusing to me. But um, I remember being like, huh? But then not caring ultimately because I was like, cult's cute. (laughs) They also didn't even try. Like they they said, cause like they, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the synopsis in a little bit, but like, um, so it centers on three young brothers and they're supposed to be like a quarter Japanese because they're that's what right? it is because their their grandpa is full is like 100 percent japanese their mom, their mom is half japanese is half japanese yeah their father's white so they're supposed to be like a quarter right did i yeah. do the math correctly um so they kind of just said yes. like all right whatever let's can- cast three white kids <laughs> oh my god first of all there were there were way many more like sequels than i knew I saw, but I, got, I guess I got pretty. Far, I, I guess I got pretty far into the franchise because I did watch the one where they went to Japan, which is, which is the, which is the, three ninjas. So that one, two, three. They oh, they also came back back to back. So anyway, 
I watched the first three because the one where they went to Japan, excuse me, was the third sequel. Or sorry, the second sequel, but the third film. And then there was one that came out when we were when we were in high school that I know we weren't we, we we gave no fucks about like right I'm just like, oh my god who's keeping yeah. that on the radar um, I actually nobody. I noted that like so you were making the parallel between Colt and Atreyu <clears throat> I also yes. noted there's also like connective tissue with Colt Atreyu I would argue Sean Hunter and Pacey Witter. I would argue that they're all a li- like the kind four of them are, are are strand. Interesting. I would I say see the, like I see the, I see the Sean Pacey. Right. Yeah. But there is a connection. I think connecting all four of those. There's like yeah, a all, troubled they, like yes. need to prove themselves yes. like kind of thing. Like I yes. don't get enough love. Like I don't get enough attention. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know. Like and they all have kind of an edge. Right. Like yeah. Colt is always like mouthing off. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't really ever. I realize. made that note just for you. <laughs> well, because now I'm fucked up. Because I'm like, oh, like Joe's like the 55 year old version of these characters, <laughs> <laughs> and that's so obvious. And is he like, a middle child? No, he's the oldest. Okay, but but it's just his just the edginess, the like I give zero fucks, like I'm kind of a rebel, I do my own thing, like I. <laughs> I love uh, it. What is a rule? What it. is a law? They're all optional. <laughs> did he watch? Did he watch this with you? Did he no. watch it? No, okay. but maybe but maybe I, you should have a viewing. <laughs> well, I actually like, think it's it's the, it's it's the Sean Hunter and Pacey for me that I think he would be like, oh, like that. But like these, like these young men. I mean, he's one of many brothers. So, right, he's, his his mom right. only ra- only raised boys. Right. So, so um, there's a similarity. So you remembered Colt. You remembered the villains being annoying. What else? What What else were your expectations going into it, if any? To laugh really hard when Emily's on the screen. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't feel bad about it. You, you, you sent me a picture of her today where she's an adult and way cuter. So I'm like, yeah, she looks thank great. Thank you for giving me permission like, to laugh at her ridiculous like adolescent face. This was just puberty. Like that's all it was. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And doesn't she I, look like kind of like Lisa Minichello now? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. I'm. I'm feeling a. A Dion quote from Clueless coming on about how now she's in her post adolescent beautiful face. Idealistic face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always in the mood for a Dion quote. You know, she's my favorite from Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've never done on this podcast because we've already acknowledged that it would just turn into a dramatic. (laughs) Excuse me, Miss Dion. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Permanent feminine pronouns do have mocking. But not necessarily misogynistic undertone. <laughs> wow, you guys talk like grown-ups. You know what's fucked up? This is how much like it would be this because like we've literally done this scene on this podcast before. Like that's how easily we fall into it. We've literally done this before. Look, whoever whoever was the writer, I know um uh, Amy Hackerling wrote it, I think. Amy Hackerling, I know, right, okay, great. So I was about to say I know director, yada yada, but like 
Yes, if she was the writer, I mean, she is brilliant. I mean, like, it's like one of the most amazing screen writing things ever. It truly is. It's it's like a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, Script on fleek. Sorry. Anything no, else? but you, you you should share. What do you what what were you hoping? What were your hopes and dreams? I was trying to because it's it's been like a really long time since I sat down and watched Three Ninjas. Like it's it's been years. Um, I remember the surfer dude robbers. In my memory, they were funny and they were hilarious, but you were correct. They were super annoying. And I ended up, like, full disclosure, like, fast forwarding through that entire sequence because <laughs> I was just really annoyed by them. Um, I also remember Colt uh, Max Elliott Slade, the actor, being mm. the superior actor of the three. Oh, thank um, you. I, I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, I, I remember that. I remember. So I was like, my crush was Rocky, a.k.a. Michael Trainer. We will go into it. But I do remember, like, even though I had the, the biggest crush on him ever, I remember him not being much more than a pretty boy on screen. Like, he was not given anything, like, acting-wise. Colt was the one to watch. He actually had, like, the charisma, you know? Um, yeah. I remember Tum Tum being hilarious. And, I mean, we'll talk about this later. But, like, <laughs> when I'm re-watching it, it feels like he's not even, and I don't think he really did much else beyond this. He doesn't feel like he's acting. He just feel it feels like he was like a really funny, weird kid. And they were just like, let's put him in this. He's hilarious. Because his delivery of certain lines is just like so weird and offbeat. I'm just like, I love this kid. <laughs> and I also remembered that there was a really hot, like techno song that like repeated in this in the movie mm. with like oh yeah you remember that no so <laughs> i looked it up and apparently it's a song called kid power by will rock um and it's another we have another sampling situation of great 70s vocalistas just mm. like with um ride on time and you know like good vibration like every fucking like mm -hmm. big dance song like tried to you know sample all these vocalists from the 70s um and apparently they sampled a girl group called first choice oh. uh and the song was let no man put asunder which which is a song that was also covered by mary j blige at one point so oh. they're a girl vocalist trio from philly a la destiny's child and <laughs> there are similar vibes with the constantly rotating members throughout their history um so i thought i would just shout that out because i i vaguely remember i was like oh there's a fun song in that that, that keeps repeating and i was like i wonder if there's a you know a little history to it and yeah of course there is um okay i'm gonna give a synopsis finally even though like y'all know it's it's basically like karate kid meets home alone uh, so the synopsis, young siblings, Rocky, Michael Treanor, Colt, Max Elliott Slade, and Tum Tum Douglas, Chad Power, arrive for their summer stay with their ninjutsu master grandpa, whose name is also Mori, by the way, we'll talk about that, Victor Wong, who has passed down his vast knowledge of martial arts to the boys, but they're accosted by the criminal Snyder. Rand Kingsley, a rogue ex-student of Grandpa's who kidnaps the boys as part of a scheme to get to their FBI agent dad, Sam, Alan McRae. But Snyder doesn't know just how skilled his abductees are. He has very Home Alone vibes. Love it. Yeah. I want to just make sure we correctly call it ninjutsu for the remainder oh. of today's recording. Well, whatever you said. 
Isn't that, what, isn't that what it is? Well, it's not karate is the point. That's all I'm trying to highlight. I don't, I mean, it says ninjutsu, which I was also like, wouldn't it be ninjutsu? Like, I don't, yeah, but that's what it says. Point being, we should refer to it as martial arts and or martial arts ninjutsu. And I will stop calling it karate because it's not. So I feel like all of these, like I'm Wikipediaing it right now. I feel like on every Wikipedia page for like martial arts, they should explain how it's like not the other things. Like this is distinct from. <laughs> Here are the differences. This is not karate because, um, yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. This is something I was thinking about. Did you know anybody who did martial arts as kids? I feel like it's just so much more common now than it used to be. Did I like know someone? When, did, did, did I know someone when we were kids? Yeah. Um. Yes and no. Um. Uh, there was actually a. Uh, what do you call it? Not karate school. Is that, <laughs> what's it called? Oh, um, there is a name. There's like a name for it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dojo studio. or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe do- I shouldn't even say dojo. Maybe dojo is like connected to a certain discipline, like you said. Anyway, but like there was a there was a martial arts training center for youth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not far from my house, so like on Avenue H, like the walk to school, like I passed it like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, or every day, pretty much. And so, I definitely knew some like neighborhood kids that would go. Um, and then I definitely had like neighbors on my like friends of you know like kids that grew up on my block who would like move up the belt, you know, situation. Like I'm blue belt now. I'm yellow belt. I mean, I don't even know the order. Um, and then I feel like definitely into adulthood, I've had like colleagues and friends who've like shared that they like got to black belt etc that's pretty cool i feel like i didn't know anybody who did that as kids it was like such a i don't know like the neighborhood i grew up in was very like i don't know like very traditional at that time anyway because i think that actually like to our earlier point, I think like as we moved through the 90s, it got like more of these like martial arts studios started popping up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, it became more popular. Did you ever want to do it? Um, No, but I have always respected it. Mm-hmm. Like I like watching. Um, it's always kind of tropey, but like when you watch like sitcoms and like a sitcom character kid is like into martial arts and then they like can like chop like a block of wood like with their fist like i've always been like i just i've just like always thought that was pretty cool i'm like oh my god like, the amount of the like, disciplined precision the like seeing the eye hand coordination like it's, it's one of the few like i shouldn't say few but it's one of the it's one of the sports slash arts i guess technically it's an art it's one of the arts that like it's really evident, like the amount of discipline it takes to yes. to excel in it, and I feel like what's often you, you know when you think about like so many other, I mean, almost every sport requires high level of discipline, but I feel like um, what we experience when we look at commercial images of sports, soccer, swimming, basketball, football, like isn't 
always some what, like clips that highlight the discipline of it. No. Whereas I feel like martial arts, it feels like very discipline forward, even though it may take the same or less. I have no idea. Discipline. So it's nothing, no shade on other sports, but I just feel like what comes, what comes forward is this like high level of discipline. So I think I've always just really respected it, although I've never desired to do it. It's really interesting you say that. Um, I also feel like what comes through with martial arts is like there's very much this anti-focus on like the ego, like look at how strong I am, look at what I can do kind of thing. Um, and it's very much like come back to the discipline, like come back to the skill. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a theme that always comes up in these martial arts kids movies. There's like the villain who's like totally ego driven and like showboating all the time and doesn't like understand the true art, you know? And then the victors are always the people who like understand you know, what it's actually about. Oh, I did want to mention, so apparently... As much as I, like, really wanted to throw shade about the fact that, like, all three of the lead actors are clearly white and, like, don't have, you know, Asian ancestry of any kind, um, they were all, I think, at least Michael Treanor and Max Elliott Slade were apparently recruited directly from martial arts classes because they were already, like, really, really good at their age. Um, That's like Michael Trainer was apparently a black belt at the age of twelve, which like what? what the fuck? Um, I which love makes that sense. For them. I know, me too. Which which makes sense because like he's not an actor. <laughs> he's just pretty and knows how he's to like kick really some shit. Pretty. Exactly. He's just like super fucking pretty. He's the oldest brother. He's the blandest pretty boy on the face of the earth. I don't know their personality traits. The three brothers like. Colt is like kind of the hothead, I guess. Yes. But like, but Rocky also has this like sh- this urge to like showboat and like, cause mm-hmm. Emily, this girl that he has a crush on, which oh my fucking god, uh- <laughs> 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 um, they like each other, but he's always trying to like show off in front of her and like gets himself into trouble. That one-on-one basketball game scene, embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> so the second embarrassment was like, oh my fucking god! And when I was a kid and I had a crush on him, I was like so horny for that scene. I was just like, oh my god, he's so hot. And now I watch it as an adult, and I'm just like, this is so corny. <laughs> and if my crush acted like this, I would be embarrassed. But anyway, but yeah, he also has this kind of like ego, like having to show off. Like he gives them a nine point lead in the basketball game, which like, who does that? <laughs> yeah, and then Tom Tom is just like, his his trademark is he eats a lot, like he eats a lot of candy, like I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and Max Elliott Slade was a brown belt at age 11. My boo. You, know. you will always be my boo. So, do you want to talk about Emily? When they showed Emily for the first time, I said, Ooh. oh, my God, no, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm careful. I want to try carefully here. We, 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 we've, we've done a takedown of Emily on, on a whole other episode that wasn't even about three ninjas. I know. <laughs> How much Emily sh- shade can we put out into the world? I don't know. I know. I mean, and she just looks like a 12-year-old girl. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't... It, it, and it's just that expectation. She looks like it. a twelve-year-old girl in the middle of nowhere. Right. Okay, she did not look like right. any twelve-year-old girls that we went to school with. Well, Thank yeah, the to Lord. Be fair. Yeah. 
She had we had to, style. She had we, to had, <laughs> we had style. We had style. We had, we had grace. Okay. Rita Hayworth gave good faith. <laughs> yes. Caitlin was giving I thought you Jessica face. Bergman gave good faith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was one of the she was one of the more makeuped middle school faces. I actually, I actually, I actually have you in the makeup category for middle school. Really. Yeah, I think it's like because when you went into like the plum lipstick phase, I did. You have the complexion and the hair to make it really striking. Yes. And so you stand out as like a not like in a, I wouldn't say like oh Caitlyn wore a lot of makeup by any means. I didn't because I didn't know how you, to do it. Like, but you but you have a, a face like Jenna is in there for me. Like, there's a few faces where I'm like I see your middle school face and I see makeup. But it's interesting because, like, looking back, I feel like Jenna and I were very lipstick forward. Like, we Mm -hmm, didn't do a mm -hmm, whole lot in mm -hmm, terms of, like, mm -hmm, foundation. mm -hmm. Nicole Denmark actually did more in terms of, like, full face foundation. Like, she knew what she was doing. Like, she and Jessica, like, actually kind of knew what they were doing with makeup. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just like, whatever, like, cover up my zits, like, put on a dark lip. That's all I'm about to do. Oh, and I used to wear like clear mascara. Oh, what's that? Which I it it, it was clear mascara. <laughs> it was, just, it? It was mascara it with like. I mean, it just lengthens your. It just lengthens your your eyelashes, and I guess it oh. makes them wet, so like they look a little bit darker. I don't oh, know wow. why, I don't, but it's what was cool about it was that obviously, like if it smudged or whatever, it wouldn't show because it was yeah. clear. Oh. Was do you remember what do you, do you remember what brand it was? <laughs> no, but it was. I mean, it was definitely like I had no money. I was. I was wet like, and wild. Wet, it was wet and wild. wild. Like it was. It was like the ninety nine cent <laughs> wet and wild. Like you know what I mean? Oh my god! Pharmacy makeup, cringe. Pharmacy makeup. Yeah, we were deep. We, we were deep into pharmacy makeup. I still. I mean, I still. To be fair, I still get some pharmacy makeup. There's certain things that I still. I'll still get from Dwayne Reed or Walgreens. Really? I'll slime. I mean, it, you know? I will say, I will say a lot of my current that's true. A lot of my current lipsticks. I don't even know if you call them lip. They're not really lip. Okay. They are lipstick, but when I say lipstick, I think of like the short lipstick that like you know, yeah. you spin and like a, yeah. a, a angular cake of lipstick comes out of a little swirl okay like but i feel like the lipstick i have now although i don't think of it lipstick because it's not because it's not short lipstick is more of a lipstick because i actually now have lipsticks like they're longer i see you know? what you mean yes yes i do <laughs> i now have lipsticks anyway the lip, you're right the lipsticks i have now the two i wear most most often are pharmacy brands yeah but i but i do think I guess I shouldn't. We shouldn't be hating on pharmacy makeup. I guess the I guess the headline though is that like once I discovered like hyperallergenic brands and like the you know Clinique and prescriptives of it all like in middle school heading into high school and then in middle of high school Sephora, huh? Sephora. like yeah. <laughs> like it just changed the game and I was like oh like. This is how you take care of your face, like. <laughs> and so now my pharmacy regimen is very much like a supplemental re- supplementary regimen to Same. like my core regimen. Same, I would agree with that. And also, yeah, my my pharmacy picks are usually lipstick. 
Yeah, um, I'm not messing with the rest I'm not, of that stuff. I don't Mm-mm. think uh, there there's there are quality lipsticks in the pharmacy. Like I don't think you need necessarily to. I agree with that. For a good lipstick. And also, um, I I will, well, I, I found a really nice mascara that I like better now, but um, whenever um, I had makeup artists doing my makeup, they were always using, you know, the um, the pink and green Maybelline mascara. Oh. And they were always oh. like, yeah, this is the best one. You don't have to, like, get a really expensive mascara. There's This is just, this is, like, just as good as anything. I was like, oh, okay. I love that. So I was on that for a long time. Yeah. No more clear mascara for me. I also think the clear mascara was like probably a 90s thing. It was like that whole frosty period. You know what I mean? Frost yourselves. Do you know what that's from? Frosty makeup. So back to Emily. You want to tread lightly. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So what I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like, guys, just look up an image. I mean, just Google her shit. Like, go laugh your ass off. Like. I know. That's really, that's it, really was, it. it was that moment where she appeared, and then when she said, Good morning, Mrs. Douglas, and the overbite was like so like so pronounced. You're doing it right now. That's that's your face, the face that you make. That's your like Bette Midler and <laughs> Hocus Pocus Focus face. face. It was it's that level of like overbite, y'all. It's that level. Mm. But she is the love interest of this film. She is yeah. the interest. And we we talked about why that made sense the last time we talked about this. Mm. We had a whole rationale. You we were s- like, this actually makes sense. Like You said because she's like, she she just, when you're that age, you just have to be like beautiful proximate. You know what I mean? <laughs> so true. Or pro- like proximate to whatever the beauty standard is. And she's blonde. There you go. That's, that's kind of all you needed. And, you know, time. she looks She looks like she maybe was a little developed. Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. If we're going in good that point. realm. Can't have no thing. flat-chested, uh, you know, 12-year-old <laughs> love interests. In oh, my God. God we were, uh, that was a, that was a hard, would... that was a hard age. Like, because I was definitely not tracking all the ways in which my peers, girls specifically, thought that they were supposed to look. Like, I was tracking white standard of beauty, but I wasn't tracking like, oh, she has more curves than I do, or like her boobs are bigger than mine. Although I guess that's that's a little bit simplistic because I had, that's not true. I think the triangle of it is like, it wasn't something that I would have ever noticed, but because the boys we went to school with were so gross. Yes. I I did have an awareness of their awareness Yes. Of our bodies and who in our grades, like, they thought were the hottest, which have lots of dimensions, but there was definitely a strand for body development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're nodding knowingly because you were on all of those charts. And so, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, oh, my God, I have so much to say. So, first of all, I'm going to bring something up that I don't think we've ever brought up on this pod, which is Wild, but is it ghetto jam? Did you? No. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's kind of in the same genre. Okay. Um, did did when genres, you were right? <laughs> when, sorry when you when you were at Huddy, did a slam book ever come across your desk, and did you fill it out? Uh, I think in eighth, I think in eighth grade. Okay. 
Slam books were like a very big part of my life, like throughout Huddy. And honestly, like looking back, I feel like it was just like my disgusting crew's way of like figuring know, out who liked our own egos, yeah. like and trying to figure out. Like, <laughs> but for me, it was more like, does he think I'm pretty? Like, make sure he fills it out. Like, you know what I mean? It was so ridiculous. Um, but um, so friends, like. Listeners, listeners, I don't know, under 35, question mark? I don't fucking know. Um, before social media. media. It's really important to highlight this is before social this media. This is way before social media. BSM. With the, well, that sounds this like, is that, before, that's, this is honestly like mostly pre-internet, period. Like, there you this go. Is P.I. 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 <laughs> the year was 1996. P.I. Um... <laughs> So yeah. we had these things called slam books. Some person would author the slam book. I authored a couple in my day. Um, I had a byline of a slam book or two. So you take like a black and white composition book or like an empty journal or whatever, and you fill out, you like on each page, yes. you write like a question, like who are yes. the five hottest girls in the seventh grade? Who yes. do you have a crush on? Yes. Who do you think has a crush on you? Like, yes. Yes. I, I, and what, who's the hottest teacher? Maybe like, I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't remember the questions because literally those were the only important questions to any of us. Like we were just like, who has a crush on me? Okay, that's all I care about. Oh, and we would throw in, I feel like we threw in like more getting to know you questions as like a decoy. Like, who's your favorite band? Like, <laughs> what's your favorite color? Like, yeah, shit like yeah. that. Um, but it was clearly like, no, all we care about is like page 37 when everybody says like who they like or whatever. But so there's that. There was the slam book of it all. So there was definitely a slam book culture. And I feel like sometimes the slam books would like air into like the territory of. Um, I feel like this didn't. Oh, yeah. Bullying. Yes. Yes. Bullying. Uh, yes. Bullying. There were definitely assholes who were like, who's the ugliest girl? In seventh grade? Like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, why the fuck would you even put that out there? Like into the universe of like cool 12 year old boys. Like, why would you do that? Um, and 12 cool 12 year old girls. Let's be real. So it would veer into bullying and it would also like similarly, it would like go into this territory of like what I hear other schools do, which is like somebody wrote a list on the bathroom wall of like the mm -hmm. ugliest girls in the mm -hmm. grade or like mm -hmm. the biggest mm -hmm. hits in the grade or like whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was that that kind of culture. So there was that culture happening. I also um, wait, I mean, wait, what do you what do you mean there was that culture happening? There was a transfer of slam book content onto like bathroom walls. and No, stuff no, no, no. No, I just mean like slam books were like our version of that. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. So yes. there was a culture of like ranking people and like that information being out there. You know what I yes, mean? Like, yes, yes, yes. We pass yes. it around the classroom, you know? So people could read it, like in addition to writing it if they wanted to. But also, um, I mean, we talked on this pod about like how it's very and that's because I developed very young. And it's one of those things where like, what you were saying about like how you weren't necessarily clocking like the girls in, in our grade, like comparing themselves to each other. I also wasn't really because I had tits when I was in like fourth grade. Like I got, I got, I got my period when I was in fifth grade. Like I got boobs in fourth grade. Like I had a body, like by the time I got to junior high, you know what I mean? I had a developed, a somewhat developed body, um, but not everybody did because we were 11. You know what I mean? So to me, like, I think when I was that age, like having that was just like 
my life. Like it was just normal. And I wasn't even thinking about, but looking back, I'm like, Oh, that's why I got a lot of attention in junior high. That's probably why boys wanted to date me. Like that's probably why like all that shit, you know? So it's weird. It's weird how like, that's the thing that matters, you know? Boobs matter. They mattered a lot then. I think they still do. I don't know. Well, again, some of it, some of it's like racialized again there too, because like mm-hmm. booties were starting to have their moment, thanks to Sir Mix a lot, <laughs> and so like, and I also was gifted. I mean, we're both equal. You know, we both share giftedness in the chess department, but like. <laughs> So maybe 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 what I'm saying also Wait, comes from blessed. a place of maybe what I'm saying sh- sharing comes from a place of breast privilege. I don't know, but like right, exactly, was, breast privilege. But I was definitely more focused on the derriere, particularly by the end of high school. I was like, I remember derriere. That. I lack I lack a derriere, and I was really jealous of our friends that had derriere. And I was like, oh derriere. The answer is getting ass shots, and that's not the answer either. I don't want to get ass shots, you know. <laughs> but Ontario, like I, to this to, to this day, if there was a part of my body I could revamp, it would be my waist to butt ratio. Ratio. You've been saying that. I remember for decades. Like how, <laughs> no, but I remember like how singularly focused you were on that when we were in college, because. Because I was in college and I was aware of how men were looking at our asses. You wanted to be hippie. You wanted to, you really wanted to be hippie. Like that was I really wanted to be Alicia Keys. You wanted to be Alicia Keys in the Gangsta Love video. That's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. Because you became, you became fixated on that. Like fucking, I don't know, like a, like Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. Like it was that level of like fixation on her body in that video. You were just like, no, Caitlin, you don't understand. Like you called me up and you were just like, you don't understand. You have to watch this video because her waist to, 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 to hip ratio is insane. Nobody's ever had this ratio before. Like you were, you were changed forever. It's a different. Video. It's a it's a different golden ratio. You know what I mean? Wait, what's the other golden ratio? I feel like an idiot. It, that's that's like that's like the grits. Actually, just really steeped in white supremacy. But like the like the like white Western the Elizabeth like, Taylor. Um, but it's based on like a Grecian t- face template. <laughs> she's the one yes. that they always, um, when I've read about that, she's always, for whatever, for whatever reason, the example because of like the measure, literally the measurements of her face. I'm just like, what the fuck? Anyway. Wow. We really went down a rabbit hole of like what makes, what makes a 12 year old girl attractive. <laughs> But I well, like this. I that's like this really that, that's really about, more like, what makes a twenty-five-year-old, a thirty-five, a forty-five-year-old, right. a woman attractive, is just the exaggeration of the of the ratio. Of the ratio, I uh, I, I mean I, I I hate to do this because you know I I want us and you know I, I want us to like love ourselves unconditionally and accept yeah. all bodies and and everything, but. Yeah. If I had to change something about myself, I, I've always wanted to have smaller shoulders. Mm. That was my, that's still my, like, just smaller shoulders. But I guess if I had, like, a wider, like, wider hips, like, a greater ratio, then my shoulders would look smaller. 
So mm-hmm. it all comes back to the hips. That's another good point. It, it's another way to think about it. I could say I might need a bigger ass. I could just also just need a tinier waist. Like, <laughs> like tinier up top. Yeah. Because my butt right? is not like, my butt is not like small. It's not like. Insubstantial. It's, right? yeah. Like, yeah. I love, I love that you called it that. It's not insubstantial. Thank you. It is. <laughs> it's like, not. If someone were to ass? grab my ass, there'd be something to grab onto. You don't have a flat ass. Okay? I do not. Like, my booty is present. It's never been the case. But if my hips were a little wider, my waist was a little smaller, it would really just create this little apple bottom in the apple bottom jeans, oh, boots with the fur, with the fur. <laughs> like, there are songs dedicated to this ratio. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I do not have it. I know. Uh, but we, we got the titties. Titty game is 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 very strong between the two of us. Thank you. You're right. I know. Even stronger as I get older. <laughs> and put on the poundage. As I get older. Yes, I love that. They're getting bigger and bigger as I also get bigger all around. So Yeah, that's beautiful. Holy shit, three ninjas. Um Emily is our love. Cute now. And she's cute now. And she's super cute. She's boobing out. I'm trying to really think about it. It's a movie I saw a lot in that immediate window when it was released. So take 92. The first one was 92, right? So like, let's say 92, 94. I feel like I watched it a ton. Mm-hmm. But, but I really want to go back and really think about what that meant. Because I'm like, did I own it on VHS? Because that's the only economical thing that makes sense. Well, I was, was this a movie I was going to Blockbuster to rent? Not Blockbuster yet, but like Royal Video. Is this, is this like a movie I was going to Royal Video weekend after weekend to rent multiple times? That doesn't feel warranted. Like, but with this film. <laughs> yeah, probably. But but o- literally only because I was in love with Michael Trainer. Like, and you probably had that with Max Elliott Slade, you know? No, I know, but I'm like, I literally was going, like, there were so many other things to go see, and I was just like, went to, I, I, I want to, re- I want to remember a thing I can't remember, which is that I, I ideally just owned it on VHS, and so <laughs> it was not, like, wasting my, like, rental viewing. I mean, I did that. That was, like, my life. I, I would get the, it was that, like, young fixation thing of, like, I mean, I rented Stephen King's It like literally every week. Like I would. Okay, but how many rentals were you taking out at a time? I guess I guess is the really the thing because like I was only renting like one. Okay. Maybe two. All right, two. That's fair. That gives that that gives a little more space because I'm like if I was like only renting one thing a week and then I was just only renting this. (laughs) Like what? I mean, I did that though. I did that too. I did that. I I just got fixated on shit, and also there there was also there were less. There was less uh, variety, you know. We didn't have as much media, so I, th- I think there were there were probably times I would go to the video store and just be like, "There's nothing new here," or like, "There's nothing I haven't seen or that I really want to see." So I'm just gonna watch Stephen King's It again. <laughs> yeah, Three ninjas again. Yeah, I don't know. I have to be honest. Like the the part with the the robbers like took up half the movie and I was just like, I'm just going to fast forward through this. Cause it's basically home alone. <laughs> but I saw I, I appreciated you vibing on that version of my synopsis. Cause I was like, so it's like, God, it's like a few movies coming together. One of them is home alone. <laughs> like, it's true. It's literally like the same shit. I mean, if we go back to that time, there were probably like countless movies that at least threw in like one scene that was like, oh, this is like Home Alone, just to like bank off of that. Because it's one of the, yeah. I think 
it's still one of the top highest grossing films of all time, I think. Yeah. It's like in the and, top 10 or something. Oh, I'm so sorry. Home Alone was 90. This was 92. So it was definitely developed in the post Home Alone craze window. As a matter of fact, I bet in the pitch meeting, they were like, it's karate meets Home Alone. Like, I bet somebody said that shit. You know what I mean? No, literally. That is definitely how that happened. Karate Kid meets Home Alone. Is there some oh, other God. movie about brothers that was, like, popping off that would have been the third? I know. I'm like, was... what was the, the three-brother element? Like, where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was the ingenuity of it all. They were like, oh, but brothers... Not but one karate three kid, three, <laughs> karate. three karate kid. <laughs> Maybe there's three of us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe there's two of us. Any last words? What happened to the karate kid I met at the beach? <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe there's three of us. I think that's great. Um... <laughs> I guess in, in in rapping, um, I know we didn't bill this as like a must watch, but like <laughs> we sure didn't. <laughs> it, it has charming. It has charming elements. Sure, Tum Tum's the best. Tum Tum, exactly. I was about to say else. We're going to say the same thing. Tum Tum is a pleasure. He holds up over time. He's funny to watch. Yes. If you like the nostalgia of like early '90s, I also feel like there's a whole yes. vibe of the film that is just like in early '90s. The clothing, the oh clothes, my God, like exactly. The clothing, so. their bedroom. They're playing Super Mario Three at some point in the bedroom, which I was like, oh my god, that is like a whole vibe. Yeah, I know you were like hating on the house layout and the and the bed and the bulk the <laughs> the bunk bedroom situation, but like. That was also like very nineties, you know. Yeah, that's true. You knew. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> it's fine holiday fun. Is really the point. Like it's, it's just it's fine holiday it. fun. It's fine holiday fun. Like you know, the villain is like a caricature of a villain. Like it's absurd. He's like a yes. Steven Seagal knockoff. You know. Yes. You know, we didn't talk about the grandfather. Is there anything you want to say about him? Oh, you he's were gonna, charming. You, you were going to mention they... his moriness. Because his name is Maury, and when when knockoff Steven Seagal called him Maury, I was like, pause. Is his name Maury like a Jewish Maury, like short for Maurice? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, no, it's M-O-R-I, of course. Like, because uh, he is very much not Jewish. There you go. But for a hot second, I thought that he was also Jewish. And his name was Maury, you know? Maury's teaching the, the martial arts. Um, of like, um, well, let's wrap this up. We have his, our final episode next. Our next episode is our final episode. I cannot um, wait for this. We're doing the good sun. Next week is our final episode. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if it'll be next week, but we'll see. We'll see what well, we can do it. Next, our next interaction will be our final episode. It's our final pod. <laughs> <laughs> it will be our final recording. This must have been a nightmare for you. <laughs> what is she? I was trying to remember what she says after that. Um, oh, no. She, she says something. Then she makes a joke about, like, finding a replacement. And she's like, of course, they won't have, won't have my, my slap shot. shot my beautiful slap, slap shot. Slap shot. Oh. And then she laughs. And then she gets choked up and walks out. 
You are an immature asshole of the lowest order. <laughs> if it was 40 below and that button meant the difference between a long, satisfying life and a cold, horrible death from hypothermia, I still wouldn't I give still you satisfaction. Wouldn't give the satisfaction. and they push off and the commentators are like it was like we were watching two strangers out there (laughs) (laughs) not two partners in in figure skating oh my god that that movie is so fucking good if you haven't seen it doesn't it doesn't get any it doesn't get as much love as it should cutting edge man last thing i will say sorry i'm a snow is i do think it misrepresents compatibility like they probably got yes, divorced. They and probably like, will not be a They will not movie. make it. But I'm eight and I'm like, oh my god. All right, we're doing the good son. We're gonna have a special guest. And then we're gonna give a special farewell. So until then, listeners. Three ninjas. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky loves Emily.